sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. It's level three. We got a full house. Rick Saratella is going to join us. Cam Stewart with us. Cam will rejoin us after Rick Saratella. We'll get Cam's best bets for tomorrow. We'll recap the Ryder Cup a little bit. I was just talking about Maryland and Ohio State, but other college football news, or at least rumors, or what everybody's talking about uh, today. One thing that was quick, actually, and I should have sent this video into our boy Pat. Uh, Foster doing a great job in, in master control uh, tonight. And uh, Pat's a big NBA guy. And Cam, you and I have talked about Jokic. And remember the video uh, I talked about Jokic celebrating his uh, his harness race championship in, in Serbia. And he was more excited about that than he was winning the NBA title. He's back yep. to work. Today was media day for the Denver Nuggets. And was asked at the press conference um, if he knows anything and what are his thoughts on the excitement around Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. And his answer was what you would expect. He's like, who, what? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love like, this guy. They were like, so what do you think about Colorado and do you know about the Colorado Buffaloes? And he just said, he, leaned, he looked in, he looked at like people confused beside him, like, what are they asking me? And he just said, no, no, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> like, I don't know. So cool. I love. He's no idea. I'd like, nope. man. It'd be a fun interview. I'd like to ask him. Name the other teams in Denver. Like the baseball team are called what? Like, do you think he knows that there's the Colorado? He must know that. Like, he's must have he, seen like, like the, on, the, on TV, locally, he might not or something. He He would know the Avalanche because they're in the arena. They got yes. banners, Cam. Yeah, yeah, so, you're right. You're right. Okay, shout out to everyone so. joining us on Sirius XM right now. I am Renzi. He's talking about Jokic today at the media day. was asked what he thinks about Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. He said he never heard. He doesn't know anything about him. Never heard of him. So uh, <laughs> he knows the Avs, Cam. Because dude, he plays in the same building. He yes, would know yes, the players. Right. He would run into yes. them and stuff. I got one for you, though. Because he's from Serbia, Colorado Rapids. Yes or no? Yes. I say he knows the soccer team. Because of soccer. He knows harness racing. So, so which one would he get wrong? Rockies? <laughs> Rockies. He would know. Whoa. He would have to know Broncos. Like, Do you think if he, if he doesn't know Broncos, what? then he really isn't. I don't know if he knows anything, Can to be honest, or cares. Like, like I really I don't think he... I always want to make a bet that he doesn't know Broncos at a good dog price. He's like, Denver who? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm dead serious. And, uh, remember, though, it was a great one. They asked the uh, the Arizona Coyote, uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinal players about the NHL playoffs. Remember that video? Yeah. Bro, they were making up names and stuff, right? Like they were like just throwing out it like was awesome. they were like, What's the name? And they asked them, What's the name of the hockey team in Arizona? They asked the Arizona football players. Remember my favorite answer was Buddy, he's like, The Owls? <laughs> like, the Owls? That was awesome. Kyler Murray was the one. Kyler was like, No, no, I know hockey, man. He started rattling off all the teams. 
Kyler was like, yeah, I know all the teams, and he was rattling off all the NHL teams. He knew the Coyotes. Kyler Murray like, is a sports fan a bit, so he, he did know hockey a bit, but Jokic just doesn't... Like, basically, that was the thing. Like, he was reporting, like, he looked him, he looked, like, miserable. Like, it was, like, back to work. Like, he was like, oh, man, it's back to work. Like, he was just on the podium just looking like, God, this sucks. In his you know mind, he was probably thinking, I wish I was in Serbia with my horses right now, just That's having exactly a drink. This sucks. He's like, like he's probably, this sucks. <laughs> and have a couple of drinks with the horse and, like, you know, the family there. I'm going to tell you something. Imagine, Gabe, if he cared. That much, like he's so damn talented. It's kind of like, yeah, it's a job. Imagine if he like had a real passion for it, like he had for his horses. What kind of like how insane he'd be? It'd be nuts. Yeah, he's so good yeah. already, though. That's the thing. I don't know. I, I think of it, Cam. It's like, almost like a band. If you said, "Well, what if they were sober?" I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be as good. I don't know about that. No, no, but so sobriety and ba- like you're right I though. Think, uh, he only put yeah. more work in recently too, Cam. A couple of years ago, he was pretty pudgy. He wasn't running right. back on D. Get tired and stuff. Like he yeah. was athletic. You know what I mean? He was he was doing all the crazy passes and everything, but he dialed it up a little bit to win. But it is fully a job to him. Like he doesn't love basketball. Like he point blank no. doesn't watch it. Doesn't care about it. Doesn't live it. You know what I mean? Like, DeMar Rosen is playing pickup ball in L.A. in, in the offseason stuff. Like, the guy plays basketball every day, some of these dudes. Like, they just love it. Scotty Barnes is playing every day somewhere, Cam. I saw Siakam is playing in the Drew League and this league, and Siakam's playing everywhere. These guys embrace it. Jokic, it's a job to him. It's yeah, a job. He wants to hang out with horses. He wants to win horse races. It's amazing, Gabe. I love that guy. He's I bet you if you asked him who Taylor Swift is, he would be like, I don't know. <laughs> I guarantee he doesn't know. I should not, I'll take he'd be that like, bet too. I'm if like, you asked him Travis Kelsey and and he'd be, no. I don't know who Travis Kelsey is. Like, he'd, he'd point go, blank. Who, like, he goes, what are you talking about? All right, hold exactly. on. We got a well, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Ratsy, the pencil players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. It's the Twisted Tuesday. It's hard to keep up, man. These days uh, just sort of merge together, especially now that the baseball playoffs have uh, begun. But for all you football fans uh, out there, this is pretty cool, actually. The Reggie Reddit Camp Store will rejoin us in a couple of minutes. We've got Rick Saratella is going to step up, and then we're going to talk NFL football with Rick. But tonight there was obviously, you know, baseball started today. We've got a couple of college football games on tap, and me and Cam will get to these games um, we'll get to these games before we're done here tonight. But starting tomorrow, guys, there's a consecutive stretch of football on on a daily basis. So there's going to be um, football on every day starting tomorrow until November the 22nd. That's 50 consecutive days of pigskin football, baby, to go along with this baseball and I got to tell you, man, history repeats itself all the time in sports, and history will repeat itself. If you're a sports gambler, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think I've ever won money once on day one of a wild card baseball playoffs in my freaking life. I have a better chance of winning in a hockey shootout. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. And I always, always have to, always have to remind myself, always have to remind myself that you're better off just pulling the trigger 
with underdogs when you get into these baseball playoffs and you sort of throw logic out the window because these games are toss-ups. You know, one team might have a better record than another team and this and that and all were surprised, but can anybody really be surprised that the Milwaukee Brewers lost a baseball game, right? The Brewers are a middling baseball team to play in a bad division. They won the division, all right? Does anyone think they're going far in the playoffs? No. So, obviously, they're live. You look at the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, the Rays started off the season 13-0. and Good for them. That was a hell of a long time ago, and they're not the same baseball team anymore. Is anyone surprised that Texas uh, wins? Which leads us into uh, tomorrow's picks. We're going to go over all the baseball games once again. We'll get our best bets. Rick Saratella steps up in it. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Twisted Tuesday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Let's do this thing. We're going to kick it biblical style, old school. NFL Draft Bible now. All access. Allaccessfootball.com. The one and only Rick Saratella steps up and in. Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, preaching and teaching on a Tuesday. Let's do it. So it was about 24 hours ago that we were breaking down the debacle that was at MetLife Stadium. Although, I swear to God, uh, Rick, you and I could be dead and gone for years, and we could just record these shows and have them play for the next 50 years about what a disappointment the New York Jets and New York Giants are. But let's start uh, off with the New York uh, Giants because everybody always picks on the Jets all the time, and it's always that way, and Zach Wilson this, Zach Wilson that. How about this New York Giant offense, bro? They've scored 46 points in four football games, Rick. Yeah, and, you know, you, you saw the impact of not having a Saquon Barkley, right? He was kind of justifying his value, and they, they paid the big money to Daniel Jones, and those are the games that he's supposed to put the team on his back and will them to victory. So, you know, the Giants fans wanted to put my feet to the flames because I was pretty boisterous about how I was not a Daniel Jones supporter, and I think we saw – the NFL catch up to the Giants in the second half of the season last year, and that's trickled into this season. And now, you know, it's funny because coming into the year, the coaching staff, all they wanted to preach was this speed, 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 speed. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. This is not a fast team by any means, and you're going to see that this week when they play the Miami Dolphins. Daniel Jones is always going to be a polarizing quarterback. Uh, he was um, obviously heavily criticized for years, and then everybody jumped on the bandwagon. But let's be real. I mean, look at the amount of time that that Daniel Jones, or I should say lack of time that he has in the pocket, bro. I retweeted a couple of, uh, a couple of highlights of the game. He re- literally snaps the ball and is getting hit. So, to me, it's a schematic issue here, Rick. We could talk about Daniel Jones this, Jones that, but where's the, you know, like, what about the schemes? I mean, what about the holes that everybody you're able to get through? 11 sacks, bro. I mean, he doesn't have any time. This is like almost deja vu. Like, we're back in the Shermer era again. It's like we're going backwards. To me, Brian Dable, he can throw all the tablets and and show up Jones on TV all he wants when he knows the cameras are on. 
but he's doing a terrible job, in my opinion. Bro, they're the only team in the NFL without a touchdown in the first half. To me, that's on the coach, Rick. They script. That's the easiest time to score. Like the first 15 plays of the game. That's, you know what I mean? It's scripted. What about Dable, in your opinion? Because to me, he's not getting any blame, but he deserves some. Oh, absolutely. And I think Mike Kafka, you know, everybody was so quick to anoint Mike Kafka, this next head coach. And to your point, like, I just watched C.J. Stroud with an entire backup offensive line. All five starters were backups. Play against T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith and defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers with even less time to throw. And he gets it done. He's a rookie quarterback. He hasn't thrown an interception all year. So yeah, I don't want to hear call plays. If you call plays, there's a difference between – look at Seattle. Look, Seattle's a good example as well. I get it, Rick. Look at Seattle. Seattle had rookie tackles last year, rookie offensive linemen. They were plug and play. Like you know, they've had backups playing this year, but they get rid of the ball quickly. Like they have a yeah. plan. Like the Giants are running the ball on third and eleven, down double digits. It doesn't seem like Dable has a plan. Where's Jalen Hyatt? Where's Darren Waller? How come they don't get Waller involved more? None of this is on Daniel Jones. Listen, I know you hate Daniel Jones. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate's a strong word, but you don't like. Okay, I get all of that. And I'm not telling you that, you know, he's perfect. But, dude, what about defensively? They don't tackle. They're the worst tackling effing team I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yeah, and, you know, the the the, um, the cornerback or the safety there, Love, was on the other side of the field. They let him out of the building. Uh, say what you want about the linebacker uh, uh, from the Cowboys, that Jalen Smith was there making plays. They let him out of the building. Thibodeau showed up a little bit finally uh, yesterday, but, yeah, it's been lackluster. The pass rusher, Ojulari, came back. He was kind of uh, MIA for a while, and, you know, the, the tackling has been poor since week one. It hasn't improved. Wink Martindale, uh, Mike Kafka, these guys were all kind of put on a pedestal last year, but this is what happens. The league catches up to you. I'm sick of hearing Wink Martin, Wink Martindale this, Wink Martindale uh, that. They just like saying that. Nobody even knows who Wink Martindale is anymore, so the joke doesn't even work anymore, Rick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. And it, th this team, now they get the Miami Dolphins uh, this week. And, oh, yeah, they get the Buffalo Bills the week after that. The season is all but done right now. I mean, this thing is just off the tracks, off the tracks at MetLife, Rick. Yeah, good luck tackling Devin Achan and Raheem Mostert and and the boys in in, uh, in white in Aqua. But you know it's a tragic time right now for New York sports as a whole. It's October, first week of October. The Mets, the Yankees, the Giants, the Jets, even the Knicks. Their seasons are all over. <laughs> the Knicks season hasn't started yet, but yeah, Nick fan are going to convince people are kind of like trying to pretend the Knicks are really good or something. Don't get your hopes too high. The Rangers yeah. might be the whole pack. The Rangers are the the New York Liberty are the best team in the city. Let's just call it out for what it is. <laughs> like that's just Sad that's that's true. factual. That's factual, yeah, right? Man, if you just add it up though between Rutgers, the Jets, and the Giants, man, like there's just bad football, bro, in the tri-state area, Rick. Well, I mean, uh, Rutgers might Rutgers. be the best ones. 
they're the best ones. Yeah, I'm going to be nice to them. Like they're the best. They're going in. They're going in, in their direction. How do I? It's not fair to Seattle hey. to throw them in with yeah with the MetLife crew. At least he was. Re- at least he was representing against the Jets the other night and, and making something from Jersey look good with the Chiefs. So, so a lot of stuff uh, going on in the National uh, Football League uh, right now. Yeah, and. Of course, Rick, we're going to get into the draft on the other side and start to uh, to break down. And there's just so much up in the air right now with with these quarterbacks in the National Football League where you know we talked about. Like the Chicago Bears are a good example. The Bears are terrible, right? The Bears are terrible, but is it Justin Fields' fault? Whether it is or isn't, do you believe that this is the end of the line for Justin Fields? Like, are the Bears... They're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger and draft a quarterback. Where does Justin Fields end up after then? You know, there's just so much. Like I said, like Denver, there's all these teams that could be at the top of the draft board, and these quarterbacks are gonna be there if they already have quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is now five and twenty-four as a starter. You know, it's just not cutting the mustard. And I get it. There's flashes there. The supporting cast hasn't been great. Another guy running for his life. But guess what? When you get drafted to a bad team or you get taken high in the draft, it's because there's not a lot of talent around them. And so you've got to be able to improvise and survive and figure it out. Like Trevor Lawrence got drafted into a terrible situation, worse than Justin Fields. But he persevered, right? And and they made a coaching well, he change. Got and saved. He got saved by well, Doug got, Peterson going there. If Urban and, Meyer's still there, Trevor Lawrence is we're talking about Trevor Lawrence being a big bust and stuff. Well, and, and and you know what? Timing, coaching, scheme, it means something. Maybe a change of scenery for Justin Fields will do him good. I'll tell you this. Chicago is going to have two picks inside the top five, and they're going to have more cap space than any team in the NFL. So they could have yeah. a Caleb Williams thrown to a Marvin Harrison and then have the most cap space. I don't think do you trust? Oh, that's what I was going to ask you, Pulse. Do you trust the crew? Like, don't you have to clean house and start all? You can't trust these Correct. guys to rebuild this thing, right? That's my take. You got to, you got to blow the whole building up again. Unfortunately, the coach, because Ryan GM, Cole, everybody's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Sad but true. Uh, Poles was too young. He was anointed too early, and now you're you're seeing, for example, a uh, very high pick, thirty fourth overall, Chase or Claypool. Chase Claypool. Uh, now you're going to cut the guy because you can't get anything. So, you know, he got bamboozled. And How do you, are you give gonna... up a first-round pick for Chase Claypool? <laughs> oh, so that's, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, we'll, we'll hit this on the other side. We'll get into the draft. It's uh... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Channel 159 of the Sports Grid Radio and Television Network. Shout out to all of our television affiliates, platforms, networks, smart TVs, and everything else in between. We're kicking an old school style with Rick Saratella. Countdown to the National Football League draft is always on. All right. It never, it's like money. The draft never sleeps. And it's starting early this year. We've got a very, very deep quarterback class. We were just talking about Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Now, so much is put on the quarterback. You get that. You're a quarterback in the NFL. People are going to rip you online. You're going to get criticized. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff uh, that goes into it. 
But the Chicago Bears, bro, they could have beaten the Denver Broncos. It's not Justin Fields' fault that the coach decides to go for it instead of uh, kicking a field goal. But I wanted to ask you about Caleb Williams and his father implying that if they don't like the situation, that maybe he could go back to school. And obviously in the NIL era, that's always that is more realistic than it used to be. And I think Shador Sanders is going to return back to college, but I'm not buying it with Williams. The risk of injury is too high. You can only throw six touchdowns a week every week in the Pac-12 for so long before you've got to move on, you know, because eventually nothing good can happen. You've already sold, like, you know what I mean? You're, you, you're the number one pick. You don't want to wait too long until somebody else comes along. So I'm not buying that for a second. And the fact is, as you mentioned, with the the Panthers trading that pick to the Bears, the Bears really will be in a good spot this year. For real, Rick, it's rare to see in the NFL a team with like two picks in the top five, maybe even higher. They might have that this year, but we just can't trust the people to run that operation to make the decisions. That's correct, and there's a lot to unpack there. I will say about Caleb Williams, get used to it because this is the new normal. Uh, remember when Christian McCaffrey sat out the bowl game and everybody said, oh, my God, what a disgrace. What a what a what a poor sport. What a loser. Christian McCaffrey is now. Everybody yeah, bad teammate. Yeah. yeah, right. So I was one of them. I called him out. I was like, what? A, what an <laughs> egomaniac. That's what I want. An egomaniac. That's what I said at the time. <laughs> well, so now what you're starting to see, like there was some behind the scenes footage from the Colorado that I was watching where like. Shiloh and Shador were talking, and they're talking about the NFL. And Dion was like, "No, no, no, Shador, you ain't going nowhere. No, 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 no. We got NIL money. Like, you don't got to worry about that." And, and, and Shador don't play second fiddle to nobody. They already anointed Caleb Williams, so I know that's we're a good prime. point. If Shador yeah. Sanders' his father wasn't Dion, he would leave. But his father's not going to let him because he's the coach of the team that he saw too. <laughs> Right. It's like, like, you're going to be number one. We're going to be better next year. We're going to do real damage. And, you know, you're saying we're going to build this thing. And not to mention, he is going to make like $10 million next year, which is a lot of money. Without a doubt. And I think Caleb Williams could command $20 million next year if he wants to. Now, getting back to Caleb Williams here, you know, we're six months from the draft. This young man's creating any kind of leverage he can. Now, there's some talk that he wants Lincoln Riley to be his head coach. So that might be a negotiation. Hey, that's a combo deal, Chicago. You want me? You better bring Lincoln. Oh, and by the way, we're drafting Marvin. So, like, now maybe he gets to dictate the terms. And if Chicago balks, hey, guess what? I'm good. I got NIL money. I think it's a real thing. USC has got a huge collective. By the way, Ron Rivera's wife runs the USC collective. She oversees it. So they got a lot of money pouring in. Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley could be a combo deal. I don't think it's so much about bad weather, like some people have mentioned, because he is from the D.C. area. But I do think Caleb Williams is going to kind of try to use the leverage to his advantage as much as he can. Interesting. Lincoln Riley obviously is very successful on the offensive side of the football, Rick, but his teams are a train wreck defensively. Very Cliff Kingsbury-ish. You know, more successful, but let's just call it out for what it is. I mean, well, I, I think that you know. So, but I get yeah. it. And if I'm and I'm not anti. Listen, if I'm the Bears, I would do it. Number one, I don't wouldn't want to be dictated to from Caleb Williams. Settle down, kid. All right, you're not. You're you know what I mean. 
you know, people are hyping him up as this and that. Okay. I don't see it as that. You're all right. You're the best quarterback in the class. Let's not get too extreme here. So I wouldn't let some kid that's never thrown a down, you know what I mean, start calling shots from organization. But at the same point in time, they need something. They need to revolutionize themselves, right? I mean, it's like the, you know, the 18 to 34 demographic, like, so to speak. You're all kidding aside, Rick. But the kids know who the Bears are. Like, they're the most unhip team. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, what jerseys? Like, you know what I mean? And they're on TV all the time. So that's the whole thing with that that I don't buy. And you just said it, too. He's from D.C., man. He's not some soft kid that, oh, I don't like snow and stuff. That's not the thing. And, bro, Chicago is the third biggest media market in America. You know, Michael Jordan did pretty well there, didn't he? Like, uh, you know, Connor Bedard, the number one hockey player in the world right now, picking the world. He was stoked to go to Chicago. Wow, what a media market. This is great. The history of the Blackhawks. There's a freaking history of the Bears. Let's put a little respect on that on that franchise. But they do just punk and clown themselves all the time, Rick. And it's been trying times, uh, really, since they were in that Super Bowl against the Colts. Uh, Devin Hester returned to open and kickoff, I believe, and that's kind of the last we've heard. <laughs> it's the last time they made a play. <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. First, Rex so, Grossman. And, and really, yeah, well, yeah, Rex Grossman. And I was going to say, like, if you think about it, like, who's been the best quarterback since the 85 Bears? Like, uh, Jay Cutler? I mean, it, it's just been kind of a evolving Mitch Trubisky door there. won the most games. He had the best year. As crazy <laughs> as that sounds. Yeah. All right, well, so and and that's why that's why they gotta make Caleb Williams work. And they're playing the, the commanders. We gotta watch this crap on TV on Thursday night. What's your quick take on Sam Howell? Look, he's been looking pretty good up there. That was an epic, uh, nice, you know what I mean? Calm under pressure, fourth down play, last play of the game, scores the touchdown. Riverboat Ron should have went for two to try to win the football yeah. game. But what's your take on how Howell has looked? You know, he's always been that guy, like a gamer. And I thought it was a dazzling performance. I thought it kind of uh, gave him a little bit of rebirth there and, and a glimmer of hope, something to lean on. But, yeah, I mean, that was the best he's looked at the NFL level. Uh, he's got to figure out a way to just pull out Ws now. And, uh, again, Riverboat Ron has got to do a better job. I wonder – you know, if Rivera is even back next year and what that could look like because there's a team, new ownership, could be a whole nother uh, cleaning, cleansing of the house. Well, the enemy. I think the enemy yeah. is the coach in waiting and Rivera will move into the head office. Mm. He's been a loyal he's been a loyal soldier for that organization going through all that stuff with Snyder and, you know, I mean, there's so much involved. You put him in the front office. I think Rivera's time has passed him by on the field, though. Uh, you know what I mean? He didn't even know whether, like, they were in the playoffs or not last year, Rick. Like, he didn't know the playoff <laughs> scenario going into the last year. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Well, you're the head coach. You should kind of know, like, you know what I mean? We've been eliminated, bro. Like, he didn't know. He's like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? <laughs> like, like, you've been eliminated. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to dump on my guy too harsh here. No, but, I uh, like him. Yeah. I like no. He's a great man. He's a great football man. I just said, yeah. put him in the front office. Like, he's. I'm not saying no, exile him. I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. I just wonder how much, what is it, Josh Harris and the new ownership? I just wonder how much allegiance there is towards Iran Rivera. 
Uh, there's no allegiance anywhere in this world anymore. All right, Rick, so we've got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here. Watching all the college football uh, that you have, I'm looking at your mock draft here right now. Caleb Williams, one. Drake May, two. Uh, Marvin Harrison, three. And then uh, Jerzon Newton out of Illinois. So is he one of the players that stands out the most to you? I was going to ask you, non-quarterbacks and stuff, who's having a great, uh, who had a great weekend this past weekend and whose stock keeps climbing? Yeah, Jerzon Newton and his uh, running mate, Keith Randolph, both defensive tackles at Illinois will be selected uh, within the top 100. But Newton has just kind of really ramped up. He was in the top five defensive tackle rankings coming into the season. I think his play, he's just taking his burst to a whole nother level, blowing up the backfield, getting after the quarterback. He's going to test through the roof. I think he's overtaking that number one defensive tackle spot. I think he's a top seven player in the coming uh, draft. And one guy I will say, Quinn Ewers, I like what he's doing. I'm putting Texas on the upset alert, though, in the Red River rivalry. I think uh, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, they could come in there and steal one. I think people are sleeping on the Oklahoma Sooners as well. They're playing great football, have really, really ratcheted things up on the defensive side of the football as well. You knew that Venables was going to do it. Yep. You know I've got to bring up my boy, and I'm telling you, man, this is like a, he's like a band climbing the charts. He's just sort of quietly, every time you look, it's like, oh, he's never even pretty cracked the top 10. And he's cracked your top 10, J.J. McCarthy. You see the mechanics of this guy on a weekly basis? Bullets. Straight bullets. I compared mm-hmm. him to, and, you know, the more I watch him play, and it just hit me, I'm like, he's Joe, it's like a Joe Burrow. He's very Joe Burrow-ish. His accuracy has gotten a lot better, Rick, if you'll notice. Now, we should note <laughs> yep. that he has a lot of freaking time back there. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's able to drop Crazy back time. and do all the mechanics. And I set my like he, he can go through everything in his mind and set up his feet. And he's not getting pressured very much. But you see, bro, his leadership, you know, his moxie, the strength of the ball that comes out of his hand, the zip on the football, there's a lot to like about J.J. McCarthy, not to mention his athleticism. Yeah, I'll tell you what, this guy puts it right on the money, right on the button, deep downfield, too. I'm talking 40, 50 yards. This guy is very accurate down the field, can make all the I can't throws. believe we're up against it, Rick. My bad. We're up against and it it's already. All good, David, baby. Yeah. AllAccessFootball.com. Go Blue. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I am Gabe Brunsky. Thanks to Rick Saratella for kicking what's always cool talking football with Rick. And, man, there are a lot of good college quarterbacks uh, this year. I was just talking about J.J. McCarthy, and we ran out of real estate and racetrack uh, there. But J.J. McCarthy, Michigan Wolverine quarterback. Jim Harbaugh, listen, Harbaugh is a quarterback guru. If you go back through the the lineage and the timeline of, of Harbaugh's career as a coach, you know Cam, Cam Stewart kicking with us, Cam. He started with the San Diego Toreros. So that was that was Harbaugh's first um, uh, first coaching job. Josh Johnson was his quarterback. Now, as we've seen, 
this guy's been in pro football now ever since. Right, he's played on every team in the National Football League, and the, the I saw him play in the XFL last ever XFL game. I was there, <laughs> L.A. and New York at MetLife Stadium. Josh Johnson was a quarterback for for L.A. I don't know what he's they were called. Uh, maybe the Express. <laughs> well, they <had laughs> like, Express. Uh, it's hard to keep up. Like, yeah, yeah that was the USL football team. That was USFL with Steve Young. I think they were the L.A. Express, right? So, I don't know if it was the same team name, but. I agree with and you. And that was Josh. the XFL team. Exactly. That's what I saw, the XFL. Yeah. 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 I think they went back to the XFL. It was the LA Express. I got pretty drunk that day. That was the first day. <laughs> I got just, I'm not having a flashback camp. No, I got drunk. It's all coming back to me. I got drunk, and I got COVID before COVID was popular. Me, mm-hmm. Corey Parsons, and, uh, and Roe, our boy Rutgers Roe, we all got extremely sick. We went to the XFL game, and I remember I was violently ill for like a week after, and then COVID was announced a couple of days later, and they shut the they shut the uh, the XFL down. But as far as Harbaugh is concerned, so Josh Johnson was his first quarterback. We saw what a great job he did, and you know, look at uh, Johnson's career. Then he's at Stanford. All right, so he got lucky. He had Andrew Luck. He's at Stanford. Obviously, they were very successful. Goes to the National Football League, has has Alex Smith. Alex Smith, a very good quarterback that won double digit games on a yearly basis, essentially in the NFL. Yet Harbaugh made a bold choice and went with a kid, a little known no name kid named Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm-hmm. And said, you know what, Smith is out, Kaepernick, you're in, and they went to the Super Bowl. So you look at Michigan, did Cade McNamara? They went twelve and freaking one. All right, like they, you know what I mean? They they went to the playoffs. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State with McNamara. And what does he do? He says, you know what? I'm going to go with J.J. McCarthy instead of McNamara. Even though we only lost one game last year in the playoffs to Georgia, I'm going to go with McNamara as the quarterback, which to me at the time was like, that's all I need to know. Like, you know, Harbaugh, if there's one thing I can trust, it's his quarterback judgment and I got to tell you, man, I think Harbaugh loves J.J. McCarthy as much as his own children, if not more. I like, I, like at Christmas, I think J.J. McCarthy will get a nicer, like when he'll invite him to Christmas dinner and Harbaugh's sons will sit down like close to him and be like, no, 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 no. That's JJ. JJ's chair next to me. <laughs> right? Like JJ sits in like, yeah, no, wait, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. JJ sits next to me, not you. Right? Like I think he loves the kid that much and believes in him that much. And McCarthy is is living up to the hype and is is rewarding Harbaugh. And if you see Cam on a weekly basis, McCarthy, like I said with Rick though, one thing I'm gonna I'll be totally honest with, he has a lot of time behind that Michigan offensive line. Yes, yes he does. So he's dropping there was there's times where he's got like five and seven seconds and stuff. So he can set up his his footwork and everything. But his footwork, his accuracy, dude, man, the guy, he's just a freaking machine. The ball comes out, fastballs, lasers, right? Like, bang, on the money. Just like everything is just so perfect that he's doing. Now, the only thing is, and I will admit as a Michigan fan, Michigan have not played a tough schedule. All right? So, like I said, he's been dropping back, and he's just been picking people apart and stuff. Rutgers aren't mm-hmm. a joke. Nebraska aren't a joke. But let's be real. I understand 
the bullets haven't really started flying for real yet, but they when they do, he's going to be ready. And what you like about him, Cam, is J.J. McCarthy uh, was a hockey player and a pretty good yep. one. Like, he, you know, some kids played hockey and stuff, but he was on, like, the U.S. Um, elite prep teams. He was on, like, all-star teams in Illinois. He could have played hockey, but he liked uh, football better. But, you know, not he's not a pretty boy quarterback, Cam. Like, basically, he said my favorite part about hockey was I got to hit people. Like, so, you know what I mean? He said, I spent a lot of time in the penalty box when I played hockey. And he's got stats. He's got his own hockey page and stuff. He's on hockey reference and all that. Like, he's played hockey. So he's got this sort of, he's just an athlete, and he rolls with it. I'm telling you, this guy is the real deal. And he remind you know what he reminds me of? And I thought of this. I tweeted it out, and I swear to God, I saw some NFL mock draft and whether to do comparison to players and stuff. And they said the same thing. They see, see the same thing. Joe Burrow. He's got a lot of Joe. Like when you, when I watch him play, I'm telling you, you know, how every quarterback cam sort of patterns himself after someone. Yep. I guarantee you, like he watches Joe Burrow. Watch how he drops back, throws the ball, stands, sets up, moves his hands, like just everything. He's like a, he looks like Joe Burrow out there to me. Except he, does. he throws a stronger ball than Joe does. He's got like you know, more of a little bit of a fastball. Not as refined as Joe, but a little bit more stronger than Joe. You know what I mean? I don't know what way to put it. He's a little bit more like No, he's got more zip on it. It's like yeah, he's got the ball like a, really it's Joe like a sort of trail. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. He's like John El it's almost like John Elwish. Like he throws that's like these I, baseball fastballs, the like bam, and yes. it's just like doof. It comes you at you right away. Against Nebraska, that thing was like a hundred yeah, yeah. Like even the announcers, like I see smoke coming off that ball. Like when he threw it. And another thing is, he's very good on his feet. You bring up good points. He does. You know what, Gabe? Though, even though they give him protection, he's very wily. He finds his spots, and when he when and when he releases that ball, it's gone. I've seen him thread the needle almost in every single game this year. Heisman Trophy candidate. Think about this: if these guys run the table. He's had a great year. I know everyone's talking Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, but I'm going to tell you, your boy, I think this guy is amazing, and he seems to be getting better all the time. Man, he throws a fastball. You said it. It's like a, it's like, like a closer with just absolute smoke. He looks great. You know what the, pro- the problem is? He's right there for the Heisman, but I think it's – you know what I think it's going to be, Cam? He's going to get an invite to New York probably when it's all said and done. He'll be so. in the finalist. But his numbers just won't be gaudy enough. They like gaudiness. They like the six touchdowns, this and that and stuff. Yep. He's more of a winning quarterback. But so he's really climbed, though. You'll notice, guys. I remember I told people this. I fell in love with this kid right away, man. Right, right away, I was like, this kid, this kid, this kid. And even his body type is perfect. He's not too big. He's not too small. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're six five and stuff, and you're really if you get into this like six 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 whatever, you're really big. You're the the you take up too much space when you throw the football. Like that's why like really tall guys can't be quarterbacks. Like they, they remember you know me and Cam go back like Dan McGuire, Mark McGuire's brother, oh. guy played yeah, at San yeah. Diego State. He was a big six foot nine dude. He could throw the yeah. ball like 70, 80 yards in the air. Like poof, these big cannons. Yeah, he also reached back. So if you're D lineman. You don't need to get that close to him because his arm is so long, right? So it's just basically you can swat at his arm, the ball. You can't be mobile when you're that big. 
you'll notice so there's a fine line. McCarthy's right in that middle perfect, Cam. Like, you know, 6'3", 220, 215, 220 type of thing. So he's that perfect build, I think, in a modern era. Plus, he can take off. Like I said, he's climbing the ranks, like, on a weekly basis. You'll see in mock drafts. Now, suddenly, he's cracked the top 10 of a lot of mock drafts, Cam. Because you've, yep. you've got Caleb Williams. You've got Drake May. Sanders ain't leaving, bro. Sanders is coming back oh, to college. Yeah, Brady. Yes, and, of course, yeah. And J.J. McCarthy could come back, too. Wouldn't shock me. I don't know about J.J., but he'd probably leave if he's a top-10 pick, which at this rate, he's going to be. Uh, very, very – man, man, he's a good uh, he's a good football player. Michigan are a really good football team, too. But let's get to uh, let's get to some of these games this week, including you got Texas, Texas and uh, Oklahoma. I remember Cam. I saw the number as soon as it opened up in this game, but it was four and a half, and it mm-hmm. surprised me. I was like, "Wow!" I figured Texas. The everyone's going to bet Texas, so I thought the number would be higher. But I do see six and a half now in this game. You're right. It is six and a half. Um, you know what, Gabe? It's one of those situations where Oklahoma too. Earlier on in the season, they plowed teams and stuff. Cincinnati gave them a little bit of trouble, but obviously looking to this game, Texas has been an interesting team. We saw the win against Alabama. Sometimes, you know, they didn't cover against Wyoming and stuff. They're just they're a very talented team, but I got to be honest with you, Gabe, if we get over seven, I might take a shot with the Sooners. This is always going to be a classic rivalry spot, and you know what? They're going to be up for this game. What about the total, 60-and-a-half? You have an opinion? Probably lots of points in this game. Back and forth, back and forth. It usually goes over when these teams get together. It's high, though. The Texas Longhorns beat Oklahoma last night. It was the worst beatdown in the history of the Oklahoma Sooner program. They lost 49 nothing to the, to the Texas Longhorns last year. They clearly, obviously, had this game circled. The Oklahoma Sooners have been on a revenge tour so far this yeah. year. And they've taken it out on teams that it's not even their fault. But they're just an angry football team, uh, this team. If you look, it's all started in week one. They beat Arkansas State 73 <laughs> nothing. They're like, they're like, all right, we're not playing around. Like, we're, we're going to murder you, and we're not letting up. I think that they probably told them before, sorry, Coach, but we're not going to let up on you tonight. SMU was a little bit more of a battle than I thought it was going to be, 28-11. They respond after that, 66-17 against Tulsa, 20-6 on the road at Cincinnati, and then they throttled a team that normally has given them problems over the years in Iowa State. If you'll notice the pattern here, Cam, nobody has scored more than 20 points on them this year, and that was in a complete blowout. The Oklahoma Sooners are a much better defensive team now than they have been in past years. I think that they're going to beat Texas. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think it'll be close. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the carpet pulled out from underneath the Texas Longhorns here. I will be on the Oklahoma Sooners plus the points in this game. I think I will too, Maretsky. I think we're on the right side here. Texas, they've had some great wins, but Oklahoma, you said a revenge tour. They're also uh, David. This is going to be huge in this game. We're getting points. They're a different team now. Remember what was the problem before, Gabe? And you said it in your analysis. Their defense used to get sure they'd score fifty-five, they'd give up forty-eight. That's the whole thing. Like now, it's a different t- different sy- system, different team. They have more familiarity. I'm telling you, Texas is in trouble in this game. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think I'll take the points, but I think Oklahoma can win outright, too. I think those guys are going to be ready to roll. Yeah, they're just Oklahoma. so evenly matched from a, from a talent standpoint. 
Texas are just going to get overvalued right now. They're a trendy team. People saw them beat Alabama. People haven't seen Oklahoma in a primetime spot against uh, against a big-time team yet. The Cincinnati win was impressive to go on the road like that and win by double digits. But Oklahoma are a good football team. And they're, you know, we talk about their defense, but their offense has been lethal this year as well. Dylan Gabriel is playing great football at the quarterback position uh, for them. This is going to be a really fun game. One of a, you know, one of like about half a dozen. There's about a six pack of really, really good games on the board uh, this week collegiately. And I'm looking at a lot of underdogs. As I stated earlier, I think the Terps are getting 20 points is far too much against OSU. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm getting fired up for Saturday's college football slate. Big game, LSU and Missouri in the morning. Shout out to our boy Brandon in St. Louis. He's a Missouri Mizzou alum, big win, man. Mizzou just keep winning football games. Now they get LSU, and they're getting six and a half points. I don't know how LSU are going to respond, man, after their season has basically been just gutted after that real tough loss. We had Sean Merriman on, former Maryland Terrapin, earlier. Uh, They're getting 20 points against Ohio State. The total is 58. Remember last year they played, it was a 43-30 game. I think it was one of those Friday night games. And um, it was closer than the final score sounds, too. Maryland were in that game. The wheels fell off in like the last seven minutes type of thing, if my memory serves me correctly. But they only lost by 13 or getting 20 this time around. So I really like a lot of dogs this week uh, on on the card uh, college of football. So thanks to all of our guests uh, this evening. Major League Baseball tomorrow. Cam, what are you doing with the games? What are your best bets for Wednesday afternoon? I think it's a very tough card, Morency. I was going to go back to Texas, but I'm going to wait for that game to play and see if we can play it live. I will take the Blue Jays. I'll give them one more shot with Barrios, a plus a buck thirty. One guy that I do like, and the, the line is short. I know Arizona did a good job today, and Gallon's there, but Freddie Peralta, that guy's a damn good pitcher. Milwaukee, they understand they have to respond. So give me the Brewers, and give me the Jays. That's who I like tomorrow. Lean to the Phillies with Nola. I will take the Phillies. I think they they shortened this knowing that they want to save their arms moving forward. The Braves are coming up. I think they'll play urgent baseball tomorrow. I'll take the Phillies. Minus 160. I'll take the Brew Crew. Minus 130. I'll take the Texas Rangers tomorrow. I'm seeing a plus 140 right now even. I'll take a shot with the Rangers. Man, you're getting the Rangers plus one and a half, minus 155. That's not bad either. And what's probably going to be a pretty close game. And the Blue Jays and Twins... Listen, I, uh, I'd like to see the Blue Jays be successful, but what I like and what I want in this world are two different things. Hard to go against the Minnesota Twins right now at home at minus 130. We'll see you tomorrow night. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be posting my college football picks for tomorrow night's games. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.